What is up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about fitness during pregnancy. So, we're just going to jump right into it. Now, moms, I'm sure you feel me on this. When I was pregnant, I got a lot of questions about whether I was still going to work out, if I was still working out, as in obviously lifting weights, and what I was doing when I was at the gym. If I was you know, still training as heavily as I was before, you know, pushing heavy weight, all that good stuff. And that also came with a lot of pushback from people. I worked at a, as a bartender at the time and, you know, not many people where I'm from are accustomed to seeing women, especially pregnant women, lift and lift heavy. I am often one of very few women at the gym when we go. And it's just... I'm not in a heavily fitness-focused area. So I got a lot of pushback from people when I would tell them, you know, I'm still going to the gym five, six days a week. I'm still lifting, you know, moderately heavy. My workouts have not changed. I'm still doing cardio. You know, I'm still doing all the things that I would normally do, just a little more mindfully, if you will. And then because I share my life online, I'm a coach. You know, it's my job to put out content, not only for my clients, but just for others as well. And I tend to focus, you know, mainly on education and I'll throw in things, you know, about my life and my fitness journey. But I got a lot of criticism for the way I was still training, the way I was eating, or, you know, my lack of eating, whatever. I got a lot of criticism for that and it was it was hard. So we're just going to get into the training while being pregnant because there are a lot of benefits to working out while you're pregnant and it's completely false that you have to stop all activity when you find out you're having a baby. Not only is that not good for you, it's not good for your mental health, it's not good for your your body, it's not good for your baby's health either because they were conceived in a body that's used to doing these things and when you just cut off all activity, your body, it's just, it's not healthy. And, you know, my doctor told me that I could train just the same way I did just to, you know, be mindful of certain things, which we'll get into. So a lot of doctors, if you work out, if you've been training in the gym hard, weight training, cardio, whatever it may be, whatever form of exercise that you're used to doing, your doctor is more than likely going to say, hey, you can continue doing what you're doing. You're healthy. It'll be good for the baby. Keep doing it. Just be mindful. Now, obviously, there are certain circumstances and certain pregnancies where, you know, that's not going to be the case and you're going to have to tone it down and you're going to have to, you know, maybe stop activity or such heavy activity because every pregnancy is different, every baby is different, and every mother is different. There's just no way of predicting these things. But more than likely, if you're a healthy individual who's been working out, who's been weight training, who's been, you know, active, whether it be running, yoga, whatever it is, taking classes. If you're healthy and you have no health issues, more than likely your doctor is going to say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. You know, there's no need to stop. And if you just want to get into the benefits of training while you're pregnant, there's a whole list like you can google and it's like this long ass list of things like it can reduce back aches it'll definitely boost your mood and your energy levels because it does that you know even when you're not pregnant it helps you sleep big thing 
because that first trimester sleeping sucks. Actually, having any trimester sleeping sucks. So yeah, it'll definitely help you sleep because you'll be tired, which is awesome. <laughs> it'll prevent excess weight gain. Obviously, you're going to gain weight from the baby and you need to gain weight to have a healthy baby. But there's a point where it becomes unnecessary weight gain and it'll just help ensure that you're the weight you're gaining is necessary and healthy. It also obviously promotes muscle tone, strength, endurance, things like that, which if like me, you're a bodybuilder, preventing muscle loss is something that you're gonna consider and take into consideration. Training while I was pregnant with Liam definitely helped me be able to jump back into the bodybuilding world a lot faster than say if I had just stopped going to the gym altogether or even like if I just cut back to just doing cardio. Continuing to weight train and I was in the gym up to the day before I went into labor. I was actually kind of annoyed that I went into labor the day I did because I was looking forward to training legs <laughs> that day. So yeah, you definitely will, you know, maintain muscle, maintain strength to an extent. I mean, obviously you're going to lose some because there are certain things that you're just not going to be able to push it with. But endurance is another big thing that you want to make sure that you're maintaining through some form of cardiovascular activity. You need to keep your lungs and your heart strong because carrying around, in my case, an extra 40 pounds of child and just extra weight it's it's taxing on the lungs. <laughs> I would get winded just walking up a flight of stairs or walking from room to room. So yeah, definitely want to maintain your endurance there in some way, whether it's walking, be that outside on a treadmill, <laughs> whether you do the stair stepper, whether you do, you know, anything, anything like that. Maintain that endurance because you'll thank yourself later. And then one of, I think, the most important things that needs to be mentioned is it can lessen your risk of getting gestational diabetes. And that is a big concern for any pregnant woman. You know, there's a reason they make you take the glucose test. So nobody wants gestational diabetes because then you're definitely, there's also the possibility that it can shorten your labor, like the time that you're in labor, which definitely was not the case for me. It did not shorten my labor. I had a very long labor, but like I said, every mom, every baby, every pregnancy is different. It can also reduce your risk of having to get a C-section, which again, in my case, did not happen. Everybody's different. Things happen. So whatever it is, just get your doctors okay. And like I said, more than likely you'll have it unless you fall under one of those special cases. Now, you found out you're pregnant. You've gotten your doctors okay. <laughs> You've gotten your doctors okay to continue training. What do you need to look out for while you're training? Because obviously your body's a changing. <laughs> There's no way around that. Your body is changing and your insides are changing more than you know. Your intestines are all squished. Everything, your stomach is squished. Everything's just squished in there. Thank you, child. <laughs> and if you were anything like me and you were a small five foot two human, weighing a mere 120 pounds when that baby grows you ain't gonna have no room so what do you need to look out for obviously bleeding especially the vaginal kind anywhere else well if you cut yourself i'm sorry <laughs> if you ran into a box 
I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to happen. I am the clumsiest human ever. But you need to watch out for vaginal bleeding. You need to watch out for dizziness. Because if you're going too hard and you're breathing too heavy, you're going to get short of breath. Like, excessively short of breath and you're gonna get dizzy so keep an eye out for that if that happens you want to stop sit down take some deep breaths and wait for that to subside whether that means you call it quits for the day and go home or you let yourself calm down you let your heart rate come back down to normal you let everything just kind of you know even out and then keep going but at a lesser intensity, that's your choice. That is, you know, up to you and your partner and your doctor because you know your body, you know what you're capable of. Watch out for headaches, abnormal headaches. Everybody gets headaches. So if it's like a headache that you're not used to having, pay attention to it. Pop some Motrin, Tylenol. Well, you can't take Motrin while you're pregnant. So pop some Tylenol <laughs> and see if it goes away. And then... Of course, watch out for chest pain because that's never a good sign for anybody, pregnant or not. But these are just things to watch out for to make sure that you're not A, hurting yourself and B, risking your baby's health. So pay attention to those things when you're training. If you don't experience them, then you're golden. Now, everybody's favorite thing to talk about when it comes to a pregnant woman's body and their daily routine, something everybody loves to criticize, the lovely caffeine intake. Now, you're going to have your hardcore, holistic, natural, you know, moms and doctors who are going to tell you, you know, caffeine is bad. Caffeine is the devil. Don't drink it. You'll kill your baby. Your baby will come out with all kinds of like diseases and disorders. No, no, I'm here to tell you firsthand. No. That is not the case. You can you can consume caffeine. <laughs> I took in probably a monster a day or two, depending on the day. Because like I said, I was bartending. I was training. Uh, <laughs> that's the reality of life, people. You know, us moms, most of us still have to work. <laughs> Even when we're pregnant and tired and achy and we don't feel good and we're bitchy and everybody just annoys the shit out of us and we just want to go home and lay on the couch and hug the dog but <laughs> we have to work we have things to do and us moms who are into fitness the gym is a priority working out is a priority even if it's at home and sometimes we need a little help to do all these things that we're expected to do because society expects us to do them along with working out. So <laughs> we need some caffeine and we need it even more once our children are born. <laughs> I went from consuming probably around 400 milligrams of caffeine every day and that includes like pre-workout and Monster before I got pregnant to my doctors recommended 200 to 250 milligrams a day while I was pregnant. And like I just stated, that usually came from a sugar-free monster or some sort of energy drink because I pretty much cut out pre-workout while I was pregnant. Um, we'll talk about supplementation next, but you can still have caffeine. Don't think that you have to be a superhuman and do all the things without any energy Pregnancy is draining. You're tired, you're moody, your hormones are all over the place. Sometimes caffeine is all you have to get through the day. For me, that was the case. 
I looked forward to my daily energy drink or coffee or whatever source of caffeine I was using for that day. I looked forward to it so damn much. And if it weren't for that, there would have been no way I could have made it through my bar shifts, through (laughs) being personable uh, when I was already having depression from all the hormones raging through my body. There's no way I could have gotten through the day without caffeine or even a workout. Like my workout probably would have been 10 minutes on the treadmill and that would have been it. And I am all for listening to your body when you're pregnant as far as training goes. But training is one of my number one priorities after my family. And it it's important for my mental health. I needed to train because like I said, I was depressed. I was unhappy. I I needed the gym to keep me sane and caffeine to keep me sane while I was at work. And the two, they just, caffeine and the gym, they just go together in my brain. If I'm going to the gym, I'm reaching for, you know, my shredded pump or my hers. I'm reaching for some sort of pre-workout, something with flavor. I'm not going to drink water before I go into the gym. So I'm going to grab something and monster was my something before the gym. (laughs) And I got a lot of criticism a lot of criticism for that actually not really criticism more so just having to explain to people like look i can have caffeine just a certain amount there's so much miseducation surrounding pregnancy and what you can and can't do or can and can't have that i feel like it's really important to just educate people if they don't understand if they ask a question or start to criticize you come back with education kindness and education (laughs) it solves everything So we've talked about caffeine and that basically leads us into supplements and supplementation. Before I get into all this, I want to say check with your doctor with whatever you plan on taking during your pregnancy. Get there okay because they ultimately know what ingredients are or are not safe for the health of you and your baby during your nine months. So let me just tell you guys what I took. Basically, I took a prenatal. I took protein powder. I took BCAAs and um, sometimes I would use a pump supplement mixed with my monster. Now, not to say your doctor is going to okay all these things and not saying you should base what you take off what I take or what I took when I was pregnant because I don't even take half that shit anymore. (laughs) Um, You obviously are going to have to take a prenatal when you're pregnant and if you're trying to conceive, you probably are already taking one, which is great. The reason you want to take one is because it contains EHA, DHA, and all the vitamins and minerals your body needs to help your baby grow and develop in your womb. EHA and DHA are especially important for the baby's brain development. Uh, The other supplements that I took, obviously, are not necessary. Those are supplements that I chose to take in addition to my prenatal vitamin. I did get my doctors okay for the protein powder and the BCAA. Um, What I did not get my doctors okay for was the pump supplement, and I honestly didn't even ask because I didn't use it that much. But, I mean, it didn't harm Liam. (laughs) So definitely get your doctors okay on things like that. Pre-workout is a big, like, hell no, especially if you want to have caffeine throughout the rest of the day because most pre-workouts contain things that aren't even listed on the label 
so you don't even know what you're putting into your body and they also contain more caffeine usually than your recommended daily allowance for pregnancy a lot of pre-workouts contain 250 milligrams and up of caffeine whereas your limit during pregnancy is 250 grams and that well milligrams and that's it like that's the cap so pre-workout is a big no-no bcaa's are typically just the building blocks of protein so most doctors i don't think have a problem with them but talk to yours get there okay mine didn't have a problem with it uh protein powder is basically food so again my doctor didn't have a problem with it but everybody's doctor's different. So check with yours based on what you believe in. Decide, you know, what you and your partner and your practitioner think is the best route for you to go as far as supplements. What's going to help you have a healthy pregnancy? What's going to keep your baby healthy? And what's going to, you know, help you perform in the gym? So that's all I'm going to say on that. Get your doctors okay and go from there. Whatever you decide to take is the best option for you. And you don't need (laughs) anyone else's approval. So we've talked about training. We've talked about supplements, caffeine, all that good stuff. Now, everyone's favorite thing to talk about when a woman is pregnant, other than caffeine, because I already said that was the favorite. So probably like the second favorite, nutrition, in TVs and magazines and movies, you know, it just in society in general, there's this huge misconception that pregnancy is a woman's excuse to eat whatever the hell she wants, anytime she wants. Now, I didn't have cravings. The only thing that I craved was salt and popcorn. Those were my only two cravings. I didn't have cravings other than that. I despised anything sweet to the point where I would put salt on my protein sludge at night. Gross, I know. I gag just thinking about it, but I would not be surprised if I, if and when I ever get pregnant again, if I ended up doing that again, <laughs> it would not surprise me in the least. So, you know, you're going to have cravings when you're pregnant and yeah, it's okay to fill those cravings and not, you know, you're going to have a hard time ignoring them. It's a hormone thing. It's a, your body changing thing. You're growing a human child. Like you are going to be hungrier And that's, you know, a part of pregnancy. It's just what happens. So don't be afraid to feed your cravings, but also don't you like, you don't have to go overboard. You really only need on average 200 extra calories a day to gain healthy weight during pregnancy and stay healthy for you and your baby. There is no need to go and eat everything in sight just because you're pregnant and you can. That's a really good way to either A, get gestational diabetes, or B, fuck up your health after you, for after you give birth. Like, I don't understand where this misconception came from, but it blows my mind because, and maybe it's because I'm in the fitness industry and I've been like very health conscious for years. I don't know how someone can just not care about what they eat and I know it's not that simple it's not always that simple but like I I couldn't go eat like five donuts followed by a cheeseburger followed by like popcorn because that was my craving 
Like if that was my eating in the course of a day, my body would feel horrible. I would have horrible gas, horrible cramps. And I'm not not just talking about being like during pregnancy, like this is just an everyday thing. So it would be intensified during pregnancy. I would have horrible gas, horrible cramps, like be in pain, writhing on the floor because my body doesn't do well with these things like I don't know. So women, you do not need to go out and eat everything in sight. An extra 200 calories a day will keep you healthy and fed and happy. Your body will feel good. Your insides will feel good. (laughs) And obviously, you know, there are certain things that you can't eat when you're pregnant and your doctor gives you a list of all those when you go in. So I'm not even going to cover that. I know that like certain kinds of seafood are on there for me it wasn't a big deal because i don't like seafood the smell makes me gag but you know for those of you who like sushi i know that's a big problem (laughs) yeah there's certain things that you know you can't eat the biggest thing that i got criticized for was my lack of appetite during the last little bit of my second trimester and my third trimester i think on average i was getting between 800 to 1200 calories in a day And even that was filling me up to the point where I just felt sick and gross and just bad, like sluggish, fatigued, like eating was just, it was the last thing I wanted to do. And it wasn't even that like I was nauseous or still had morning sickness. It was just that my stomach had no room for food and I just couldn't eat. I couldn't stomach it. Liam literally took up every little bit of space inside me that was there. So you have to imagine like, you have a baby on top of your stomach, on top of your intestines, like squishing it all together. Where are you going to put the food? Where's your body going to go with the food that you're supposed to be eating? There's no room for it. Your stomach is squished small. So I got a lot of criticism for how little I was eating. There was a lot of like, oh, you're, you're hurting your baby not eating that much. You need to be eating more, blah, blah, blah. Well, I know I should be eating more, but I like physically cannot or I'm going to puke (laughs) and this is another case of like everybody's body everybody's pregnancy is different there are a lot of women who lose their appetite towards the end of pregnancy because their baby is just taking up all that space it's not an abnormal thing like I've talked to my mom I've talked to her friends I've talked to people that I know it's not abnormal to lose your appetite and I am a firm believer pregnant or not, that you shouldn't force feed yourself. It's it's only going to hurt. It's not going to help. There's no need to force feed yourself. So I never did. I stayed strong in my beliefs and Liam came out perfectly healthy. So, you know, ladies, just make sure you're getting those 200 extra calories in a day while you can. If you need more, that's fine. If not, cool. That's the average. I've seen it all over like there's been I've seen different numbers basically all over the place but the average is 200 so you know if you can get that if you need more if you need maybe a little less if that's too much if towards the end of your pregnancy you can barely even stomach your normal caloric intake you know that might happen talk to your doctor make sure that you're okay as long as your baby's measuring healthy I don't see any issue The bottom line of this whole entire episode is that you cannot let other people's opinions of what you should or should not do with your body affect you, especially when you're carrying another human life. 
they have no say in how you choose to go about preg- pregnancy. They have no say in how you choose to treat your body. They have no say in your health. They have no say in your baby's health. And I'm not talking about doctors. I'm just talking about, you know, people you work with, friends, family members, anybody that's not a doctor or your significant other who, you know, might have different opinions than you, might think they know everything when they really don't. There's a lot of, you know, old wives tales and myths and misconceptions that a lot of people have because the information that as millennials we have at our fingertips they didn't have back then there wasn't this much this much science or research or knowledge behind these things it was just oh you know she's pregnant (laughs) cool let's wait nine months and see how the baby pops out basically like obviously there was more knowledge than that but you know what i'm saying We have a lot more information available to us now than ever before. So, you know, ultimately, you know your body, you know your health, you know your lifestyle, and you know how you want to raise your child. And that is what you need to stick to. Never let anyone's opinion sway you from what you know is right. And on that note, I'm out. I'll see you guys next time.